Welcome to JDA Podcast. And now, your host, Kevin Jackson. All right, here for the second podcast for the Jamaica Design Association, JDA, where we talk to designers from Jamaica and we talk about design solutions for our everyday problems. Today's guest is Kadir Martin. And Kadir Martin, well, I'll allow him to introduce himself, but, uh, you know, he is a designer that wears many hats. Um, and, uh, you know, he did a design for a bridge for half a tree that I want to talk about today. But I'm going to give Kadir a chance to introduce himself and tell us about all of the wonderful things that he does in design. Kadir, tell us about yourself. Good evening, everybody. My name is Kadir Martin. I'm a graphic designer slash illustrator, but I dabble in a bit of engineering, industrial design. I do set design, modeling, 2D and 3D illustration, motion graphics, 3D animation, scale model building, booth design and construction, both drawing, sketching, concept creation and development, and I'm also an adjunct lecturer at UWI where I teach intro to 3D and principles of animation for 3D. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, so let me talk to you now. Um, it sounds like you wear many hats and I know you mostly for designing a lot of 3D robots. And <laughs> I know you're yeah, some- Yeah, like, robots that I've been doing from ever since I just, well, Robots are just cool from anime to battle bots. I've been trying to build my own and design my own over the, over the years. Yeah, man, and that's what we like to hear. We like to hear when designers are building their own because that's what it's all about. Um, but aside from your professional life, who is Kadir Martin? What's, what type of person is he? I'm mostly a creative individual. As I said, if you do what you love every day, you'll never work a day in your life. So that's what it's almost like to me. I'm I curious mind. I like to always learn new things, a new approach to things, especially designing and how to problem solve situation. I'm very passionate about art and technology and how to can be make um, life better. I'm also a creative individual because I just like to fix things. I like to see the problem and then fix it. Just to make sure that you know, so you're always researching, always trying to learn new stuff to fix things. So you're always ever learning. So imagine the starting off in Photoshop and the end up trying to learn AutoCAD and SolidWorks and all those stuff. Just to build things and make things better. Everyone us other interests are also like even like fashion designing, construction, electronic, awesome. electrical, engineering, gardening. There's, there's so much <laughs> to do. I usually follow like follow artists called Sid Mead, I, I think he died last year, where he said that an artist and designer should have like books and everything because that's what your job basically entails. You almost have to learn a little bit of everybody's um, profession just to right. add, add to yours. Makes sense, makes sense. And I mean, like how exactly did you get into designing? Like what was your path? 
to becoming a designer? I was doing it from I was in the cleaner. From growing up in the days of Stuart or Chilani, where you used to build box trucks and those stuff. But you don't want to build a regular box truck, you want to add other stuff to look at it to make it better, improve it. Yes. Right. Just building stuff. And from there, just you like you're you're, the, you're always the kid in class where everybody wants to draw something or the teacher look for you and stuff. Needed yeah. to be drawn. I just push it to that. Um I got introduced to architectural design from one of my mother's friends, like that's when I learned like perspective also going you know, from before I used to watch Evening Time with um Miss Wheeler. Yeah, so it's coming it's coming from back those days where you're just exposed to it and but design in a sense is just that I didn't know what I was doing until I reached right. Edna Manley and I discovered what, what I was actually doing was industrial design because I didn't okay. like drawing people that much or landscape or environment. I like to like see stuff, design it, improve it. I was drawing vehicles, but I was drawing like concept vehicles on those stuff. And it wasn't until I discovered, um, I can't remember his name, but this artist online. And when you said that he was an industrial designer, said, yes, that's, that's what I've been doing all my life. So give and, it a definition. What's, what's the definition for industrial design? An industrial designer is a designer who builds stuff for people to use. So even down to the toilet was done by industrial designer from your the design of your TV to your furniture, all those stuff are done by industrial designers. And so that's essentially why, commercial products, basically. Commercial products. And that's why I tell kids, uh, if, if you're talking to them, like art is such a wide range of stuff that can be done in it, that you don't have to just limit yourself to just painting. And if you love mats, you can use your mats to help you with your art. Okay. So of course, you find that people, that's what people are doing. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, the fields are out there for you. Right. Do you do you find that design pays well? It pays with the right with the right person. But I just say I do it because I, I love it. I'm I love it. Cause some people ask me why I don't advertise my skills and talents. Because sometimes you just want to you have so much books with so much ideas that you want to to find out that after tree, like the bridge itself was like years right. back. I was decided, mm. yo, I'm going to find it, pull up my bootstraps and just get it done. That's one of the things that I remember about you, and it's a perfect segue. You're always designing things that are, what you call it, useful. You know, like you always kind of spot things in society that could be improved, and you usually come up with a design with it, design for it. Whether you're going to show anybody or not, but I always used to see you come up with designs for certain things. Like I remember years ago when they, it came in the news that the fire department had a shortage of vehicles, and we were mm -hmm. talking about designing um, fire trucks out of ordinary. Climb up hills in, in, in rural areas and those. Right. And I said, right. like, countries like Japan have them when it's not massive trucks, but just small trucks that can be stored that can reach certain locations. Yeah, man. Rural areas with people having tanks. Right. Connecting the tanks and pull and us. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the bridge. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna share screen so people can see what the bridge looks like. So that's and then know what we're talking about. For those people on the podcast, of course they can't see it. 
but I'm going to upload the video to YouTube, the JDA's YouTube, so they can see it for themselves. But I'll do my best in trying to describe it. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Yes, here it is. Share it now. All right, so let me see now. All right, so this is the bridge that Kadir had designed. And I'm going to let Kadir describe it himself, you know, the purpose of the bridge, why he built the bridge like this. But as you can see, this bridge is very unusual, but very appealing at the same time with many different um, social functionalities. So Kadir, you know, you can see the design on the screen, right? Yes, I can. Great. So walk us through this, this, this bridge design. Like, you know, tell us a little bit more about it. All right. As a president of Alfred Tree, I usually take, take the bus morning time to go to work and have to mm -hmm. cross up by Parish Place and then across Alfred Tree Road. So I noticed right. that pedestrians don't adhere to the stoplight or to the rules and the vehicles neither do the same. So I said, why don't we move the pedestrian above the road? We connect a walkway onto the bus park. One connects to National City. Um, national commercial, um, Jamaica National. One connects to Mandela Park, and then it goes all the way down Alpha Tree until you reach um, NCB and then York Pharmacy. So you move most of the pedestrian traffic off the road where they can walk freely. And right. then so that is good. And then I'm doing research on it, and then I found the highlight in New York, and I found other similar concepts like in Singapore and Asia where they have a lot of foot traffic. So that's what they do. They move the pedestrian off the road. Right. And, then, you know, Alpha Tree has a vending problem, also a market problem. So mm. then I started to make it wider so we can provide um, shops and spaces for those individual you know, so they can, they can sell their wares and stuff and provide a comfort, comfortable environment, connect, environment which is connected to the Mandela Park itself where persons can enjoy their time. They don't have to be in a rush to go home. They can sit on there, enjoy the nightlife and all those stuff. I, I really like this because it's basically, it's a bridge. So it's take, yeah. like you said, it's solving the problem of taking the pedestrians out of the road. Right? But at the same time, it's like a park. You yes. Know? And you've but not only found a solution. lighting, all those stuff. Right. And you've not only found a solution for the pedestrians, you've also found a solution for the vendors, which the reason why this really appeals to me is because sometimes when I'm watching news and especially in the recent times in the news, we saw where the police were destroying the vendors' carts and stuff like that. And while I appreciate that the vendors are there illegally, at the same time, I appreciate the fact that they're making a living and they're not out there robbing and stealing and, and killing. And we have to strike a balance between allowing people to make a living you know, while um, clearing the walkways because most of the time when you walk, especially even time, most of the pedestrians end up walking in the road because the sidewalks are so filled with people right. selling stuff. And I know the sidewalks are narrow already. Right. Yeah, no, this is a very interesting concept. And I'm, I've stopped on this picture because it shows the clock tower so we know exactly yeah. how this bridge is oriented. Right? So it is pretty much you know, walking towards the clock tower, which is also interesting because now you get a different view of the clock tower if you go up there. Yes. You know? <laughs> so it becomes it becomes scenic on top of it. So, mm -hmm. you know, 
Um, I really, I really do like it, and I love the the solution that you provided because I can picture it being, you know, somewhat of a semi, like a semi mall unto itself. And yes, I can it see is. people because what I'm what I'm realizing that you did here, it wasn't just oh, let me build a pretty bridge, right? No. It was accommodate for persons so for disabled, for old persons so walk up. So there's an elevator for them. There's a staircase. But the issue is that because I put it so high. Because, right. because it's so long, you don't want it to cast too much shadow on the walkway to make it look enclosed. So right. it's about 40 feet off the ground. So enough right. light to penetrate under. So it, it give it this still open feel. So that means that the, wow. the staircases are pretty high. So, so putting yeah. the elevator system for older persons so that they can go across very easily. So you've even thought about the height in terms yes. of bus clearance and lighting. Interesting. Yes. So are these roofs that I'm seeing here, are those solar panels as well or just shading? Solar panels will be on those and also the shops will have solar panels also. Nice, nice, nice. And what 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 you say inspired this really? I say um after you know crossing the road and stop and just look up and see like this could be much better and much easier. Went and do, did some research around the world to see if anything if anybody if anybody has thought of something like that and a lot of people have done it in city area high traffic area mm -hmm. and the closest one that the one that came closest to this was the highline the highline was where the in new york where the um they renovated the old um railway system like the subway system that goes above ground yes into like parks and stuff so you see weaving through the, the buildings and the city. And it's very good with the, introduce that nature back into the environment. And people just, they jog there, they walk there, they have their lunch there. There's a playground for kids. There's even like an art, a outdoor art, art gallery that is there too. And it just brings the community together. Right, right, right. So let me ask you something now, because as I said before, you are the type of person who always kind of designs stuff like this. But really and truly, when I saw this, I said, boy, you know, I always seen the design stuff like this, and I really would love to see it actually come to life one day. So I want to find out, do you want to see it come to life one day? And if so, who do you want to see design this? You know, like, how do you want to see this actualized if you want to see it actualized? Or were you just doing a design exercise? Oh, I, I, would, I would like to see it actualized. You know, that's why I put it out here to get feedback from individuals, because especially with the engineering and construction, would like get a view from an engineer to see if it will be possible because if we just by estimates the bill because everything is done is done to scale within um SketchUp. So mm. even though the pylons that the bridge sits on, after yeah. the research after the research into that we'll find out how highways are built and how high how thick the structures have to be to hold up the weight and how wide the road is. So after that research into that. But those are just the so me doing that, so, so having a, a, a professional look at it and say, okay, it is possible okay, okay. to do something like that. How will it affect traffic and all those stuff? Because even to run like the JPS wires along that road would have to be removed and then they would have to be incorporated, incorporated into the structure. Mm -hmm. I have to consider like earthquake or, or, or behaving hurricane, security, all those things. I even consider like should I put bathrooms up there so people could get access to facilities and those stuff? 
how to get the vendors where it's up there, we had a special access for them so that, which I was thinking to put over by skate, you know, where Skateland was, mm-hmm. to put more like a more service elevator. So that's where like the, the garbage unit, the service units will come up and access that area. So wow. if you just give us an elevator alone, I did research and to see how other elevators are constructed, are, are constructed. Mm-hmm. Even the width of the, width of the elevator, either make it double door or single door, glass, no glass, all those stuff, just to, to build it out. Wow, sounds like you thought about everything. <laughs> um, and you're not an architect, you're a trained architect? No. <laughs> but you well, did your research. And I mean, you said you want a professional to look at it, so. Yes. I understand. Why? I, well, personally, I mean, I don't know anything about bridges, but this is a very good idea, in my opinion. Um, and in fact, I think you, you chose a perfect place to test it. Cause I think it's something that could be put in any area of high congestion, like even a downtown, a crossroads, etc. But I think half a tree is a perfect spot to test something like this. And I really do think it makes sense because, for one, I'm a, I'm a big believer in green space. I'm a, as, long as, it, as much as this is not a huge green space, it's still a green space within half a tree. You know, and it looks like the type of place that even if you don't want to cross the bridge, you would go up there anyway. To and just rest and relax, right? Rest and relax, enjoy some food or look on the scenery or whatever, take pictures, all kind of things. You know, I can see it being a tourist attraction, I can see it being a regular citizen attraction. And again, like you say, it clears the way for traffic, which is always important. um, you know, constantly we look for ways, how can we, how can we relieve the traffic situation, you know, and the roads done bill already and that makes it very difficult to traverse. But things like these help a lot because I've driven through half a tree and yes, a lot of times you have to be dodging people or you have to be waiting on people to cross and you're praying that the light don't turn red while you're waiting on them to cross and, you know, taxi man has stopped for let people are all kind of something, you know. So, and then, of course, the vendors forcing people to walk into the road. So, I think this is a definitely a grand solution. I really hope somebody approaches you to take this on. Um, and I mean, if, if anybody reaches out to JDA to, to, to get to you, we'll definitely, you know, let me know. If you have social media, of course, feel free to share, share your social hey, media. <laughs> all right, I'm going to stop sharing now. And what I want to talk to you about now is, you know, if you have any other things that you have designed that you want to talk about, let me wait till these bikes pass. I live, I live near all up road and every, every day in day out, it's just fast car and fast bike and yeng yeng. <laughs> I don't know if you have a design solution for that. Like I would love for somebody to design something to cancel out. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, tell me, you know, have you designed anything else that you think would be useful? Uh, useful another concept that I have is that I had was when I used to live in Portmore. Mm. I said, my designs are usually based on the the environment that I'm living in. Living in, so in Portmore, traveling to Portmore from half a tree and back and forth used to be like, oh, <laughs> this would be yeah. terrible. So I, I'm, I came up with the concept. Why don't why doesn't Portmore have a transportation hub in itself? Mm-hmm. So that big open space where you saw across from Portmore Mall to turn yeah. that into a green space plus a transportation hub. So all the buses, all the taxis will be within that spot. And for mm-hmm. what happened with that, that the buses would come into Portmore 
and then the they would let off people in the transportation hub, and then for there, they would either choose to go into a taxi or into a smaller bus for other areas. Right. So you don't have the bus system just there um, going to the areas. And so if people, if people are moving faster back and forth. Right, right, right. In Portmore and halfway tree, because right. if the persons who live in Portmore or work in Portmore, by the time six o'clock come, then can't get no VT for garden yet because everything coming in from half a tree is ramp pack. Yeah, yeah. So that was an oh, Yeah, so, I understand that problem. Traffic is a huge so, problem, especially when it comes to productivity of the country. Mm-hmm. So living through that, I came up with that idea. There was mm-hmm. also the idea for the canal um, agitator. Uh, come on, put more mosquito problems. Right. I use mosquitoes like um, still water. That's where they breed yeah, yeah, the most. Yeah, yeah. So I did some research on it. I found out, like in, in Florida, states like Florida, what they do because they've got all, like golf ponds and those stuff and canals, mm-hmm. they have like agitators in the water to right. like, move the water so that the mosquitoes. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So I said, we could I bring that come out here too to help relieve those problems. <laughs> right. That makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, all right. Let me ask you a next question now. Um, why, why are these designs so important to you? Because I generally don't see designers just getting up out of the blue and designing these solutions. Why is it so important to you? Because you design them whether or not somebody is going to do them or not. <laughs> I just want... Um, to make people life easier, more comfortable, so that, that they enjoy. Instead of, there's a lot of frustration and struggle here. Like, I can't tell numerous times I've lost my temper, especially in the bus park and like the customer service rep because I was not traveling on time and you're frustrated. And then looking at research, you found out that the reason why most people are upset even time or more time we taking the bus is that the bus park has no seating in it right there's, no, there's nothing there to calm the the person's mind to relieve them so you're right. there standing you're frustrated you come from work you're tired and that causes people to fight to go in the buses to try to get a seat so imagine if there were environments there where persons could be more relaxed it's almost like an airport which is what the bus terminal is almost like. So more, the more persons are relaxed, the more calmer they would be. And I think that might help relieve the stress and tension when they mm. travel. So makes sense. Makes sense. And I mean, to be honest, that makes you a true designer because that's what designers do. They try to design. They will solve problems. Yeah, man. Solve problems, make people's life easier. And honestly, you know, our country definitely could help, could, could do with the help from it because productivity is definitely a problem. People because reach work, get people frustrated when they reach work. problems that the architect doesn't see because he's looking of the architect is just here to the building and for it to look good, but the designer is here to say, art. You're slowing down a little bit because of the connection. Sorry. Ready? Go again, go again, because it's slowing down. I think you're paused. Right, yeah, go on, go now. Okay. Yeah, man, go on. Yeah, a designer needs to be a part of almost every single meeting because he brings the, the visual aesthetics and the beauty to the to the final project. Because he's just an artist. We need a sign right there so for persons to read, to interact with. And the overall, he 
solid encompasses the overall vision of the project. Right. But they're not going to bring us in last. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to respond to the problems like, uh, so no, we have to find a solution to fix a problem before we can actually do our job. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the reasons why we're doing this show is to show people how important designers are. We, we, we very often get overlooked. And one of the things that is um, a real pet peeve of mine, and I want to, I mean, you're a graphic designer, so you can speak to it, is this whole thing of when I see an ad for a graphic designer, they want the graphic designer to be able to do websites, to be able to do um, videos and so animation. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like they're doing way more than graphic design. You know, they're trying to find a one-stop shop for everything. And, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. And then on top of it, like you said, the designer gets brought in last because I think the designer just makes things look pretty. Our work is just like that, like a snap-on. It's there. Right, you know, and they don't realize, just like looking at the bridge, they don't realize that even though you're making it look pretty, there's a lot of functional thought that went in into it because you didn't just go and design something pretty you said to yourself how much weight will this bridge have how thick do the columns need to be how high does it need to be to ensure that there's enough light right and you even thought about what they're going to do with the wires the electrical wires and all of those things and you know that that underscores the importance of a designer somebody who is looking at all of the problems and seeing how do i fix it because what you have demonstrated is that you set out to solve one problem, which is um, finding space for pedestrians. pedestrians. Right, you know? And you've, you've looked at the problems that it could cause and started thinking of solutions for those as well, right? So that is important. Um, look like we're almost out of time, so let me get to the other questions. Um, well, I asked you, well, you already said that you teach. You teach at UWE. Yes. So, you can skip that. Any advice for other designers out there? That one, always never back down from a challenge. You take it up as a learning experience. So, that's how you get to expand your skills and learn. Because right. when, when projects come in and I don't know nothing about it, and I have to sit down and start the research stuff to so make sure that mm -hmm. what I deliver is delivered correctly, even when the client don't know what they want. I can say, them, all right, this is what I've found so far. This is what other persons have found. Do you want to take it this direction? Or you want to continue, continue right. what you want? So I have to right. do it in good faith. Um, yeah, man, always keep on learning. Never stop learning, even if it's beyond your field. And besides yeah. that, any final words? Any final words? Oh. Word of advice, um, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So choose your field correctly and enjoy what you do. It's always excellent. fun. <laughs> excellent. Well, Kadir, it was excellent having you on the show. Um, I love the work you do. And I love the thought that you put behind your work. And I'm hoping that after people see this, they will, you know, come to you about this bridge. Uh, next show, next show, we're going to have Roger Davis on, the president of the Jamaica Design Association, and he's going to talk to us about what he does and why he started the Jamaica Design Association in the first place. And the Jamaica Design Association is making a comeback, which I'm very excited about. I think it's well needed in 2020 um, and helping us in these last five, last 10 years to get to 2030 vision. All right. 
And so, yeah, so join us next week for that conversation. Kadir, once again, it was an extreme pleasure. Hope, hope to have you on the show again. That's the interview. All right. All right.